welcome back to Recharge Radio, your one-stop spot to get spiritually recharged for your day. We want to get you thinking of your worship to God as a Christian. My name is Tim, and thanks for tuning in. Well, happy Valentine's Day from us to you. And in light of that special day, we will turn our attention to the topic of the loving God. How fitting it is for us to go over this topic today. It is crucial that we understand this correctly, for oftentimes our modern sensibilities get in the way of understanding it correctly. What do I mean by this? When you think of the word love, what comes to mind first? Perhaps we think of that warm fuzzy feeling that we get in our chest, or that strong fleeting desire that we feel? Or maybe we only think of the act, a gift given, or some time spent together, and we will call that love. In a sense, these are all right answers in one way, yet wrong in and of themselves. If we are to properly understand love, we must start from the God of love. Let's begin with our understanding of our loving God in John 3.16, where we see a magnificent display of love. Where it reads, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is a famous verse that is familiar to many people, yet so often the gravity of the verse is lost. We can learn so much of God's love from this verse, so it is important for us to understand its full weight. Let's start with God. God is holy and divine, known as the triune God, which can be described as three persons but one essence. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Though there have been many attempts to create illustrations for the Trinity, there are no sufficient or adequate comparisons or analogies. Why is it important that we understand that God is triune? It is for us to understand that God exemplifies perfect love even apart from his creation. God's love is not dependent on mankind nor the actions of mankind, but his love is already perfected before time and perfectly shown before space. So when we read this verse that God so loved the world, it should give us that sense of amazement and wonder that God, perfect in love before time and space, would show such great love. In God's divine and perfect love, he gave his only begotten son. Do you think about the weight of that sacrifice? It is not an easy decision to make, nor is it a light one. We must consider the deep imagery here, for it is an image of a father who loves his son very dearly, holding his son precious. We can even imagine that love displayed as a powerful scene of a father clutching onto his beloved son. So when John 3.16 says he gave his only begotten son, that should illustrate the breadth and depth of God's love. It is no small choice that he gave his one and only son. Ultimately, God sent his son, who is so precious to him, for a people who were rebellious and undeserving of his love. Isn't that an amazing picture of perfect love? Exemplifying care and tenderness to the undeserving. Not only did God send his only begotten son into the world to do ministry, to teach, and to perform miracles, he sent his son to die on the cross for the sins of many. His son was not received as a king, but treated as a criminal. But even still, as we treated his son poorly and crucified him, 
His death and resurrection made it possible for those that believe in him to not perish, but have eternal life. The perfect triune God sent his precious son as a sacrifice for the sins of undeserving rebels. Wow, what an amazing statement to dwell and meditate upon. When we look at the love of God, we learn that love is not simply that warm emotion, but a sacrificial act that costs everything. There is thoughtfulness, weight, and sacrifice in every decision made to love someone, to show that love even when it is difficult or undeserved. Now we understand that it is a difficult thing for us to exemplify God's perfect love, but do not lose hope. We are able to because we are made new in Christ. We have been redeemed, and again, we are able to show that perfect love of God. So with John 3.16 in mind, let's take a quick look at another famous verse. 1 John chapter 4.16 tells us of a famous phrase, God is love. So let's read that. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. God is the perfect example of love because God is love. Throughout this letter, John has been talking about how all believers must love one another, showing to us that it is a fundamental mark of a Christian. And why is that? It is because God is love and we are image bearers of God. We ought to reflect that love God has shown to his creation. For when our lives show unconditional sacrificial love to one another, the verse we read tells us that God abides in him. Isn't that an amazing application of understanding that God is love? God does not merely tell us of his love. He shows it in full display through his son. He spares no expense in redeeming an undeserved people. Christian, I pray that you consider the magnitude of John 3.16 and the implication that it has for your life. It is powerful to consider the depth of God's love in your life now. And not only consider and meditate on that verse, but apply it in your life. Love one another just as God loves us. And ultimately, let those around you see that God does abide in you through the love that you exemplify. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode on The Loving God. I pray that you see the love of God at work in your life and that you thank God even more for it. If Recharge Radio has been of benefit to you, we would love to hear about it. So send us a message at rechargeradio at rgcsd.com. This is Tim, once again, signing off until next time.